You're listening to Tony Mark with The Art of Wellness on PeachRadio.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Art of Wellness on PeachRadio.com. I'm Tony Mark, and today we have in studio uh, Monique Kamenzuli with her regular piece on healthy restaurants in the city of Toronto. And uh, we'll be going international soon with that segment. Uh, but Monique will be reviewing IQ Kitchens uh, in the city of Toronto, and uh, that will be followed by Maurice Fiorio, uh, famed hairstylist and business owner uh, and mountaineer. Uh, stay tuned for his story. So, Monique, welcome. Thank you. Welcome back. Um, it was so nice um, working with you on the last review, and I learned so much about uh, that restaurant, and uh, you made me want to go out and eat uh, at, uh, at that restaurant. Oh, so I'm what do glad. you have for us today? Uh, so today we'll be reviewing IQ Food Co., so you may have heard of it as there's five locations now uh, popping up all over the city, mostly uh, in the Bay Street area. So uh, this place seems to be feeding a lot of hungry Bay Streeters. Uh, the founder, Alan Beckerman, uh, is actually a former Bay Streeter himself and oh, okay. uh, noticed a hole in the market for healthy food choices in the area and uh, apparently was inspired by uh, a lot of cities that he went to abroad that uh, had some of these concepts and uh, brought it here. So Now, what, what makes uh, IQ stand out? So IQ focuses on using whole foods and makes everything from scratch. And their philosophy is kind of to embrace food that you can feel good about eating on a daily basis. Uh, one thing that I thought was really interesting about them and, and that I liked uh, was that they partner with local farms and producers in Ontario so that you know where your food is coming from. Okay, so the big go local Yes, yeah. Okay. Farm to table, local. Uh, for example, they get their butter from Sterling Creamery in Sterling, Ontario, or their red beets, uh, you know, from Bradford, Ontario, from Hillside Garden Farms. Um, and I, I think it's great to support local farms and to even to advertise that to consumers, uh, which encourages people to think about what they're eating and where it's coming from. Uh, so uh, that was one of the aspects I liked. And they, and they even highlight that on their seasonal menus. So uh, it gives people a chance to, to see that for themselves. Now, where do we, um, when, when you, you went in, what was your, your, um, your first impression of, um, of the restaurant? Um, I mean, it definitely has a cool vibe. They've put a lot of thought into the whole concept, the design, the brand. Uh, they have the music going. Um, so there's there's definitely that feel to it. Um, I think they have some pretty good uh, menu offerings, um, smoothies, snacks, uh, they do the the boxes uh, and um, as well as coffee and tea. And uh, they actually did a collaboration with um, Greenhouse Juice, which you may have heard of. Absolutely. Yeah. So apparently the owners are friends and wanted to work together. So they developed um, a, a special 
juice uh, targeted towards the downtown Bay Street environment of ingredients that would uh, like keep you going and energized and working long hours. And um, so I, th I thought that was uh, interesting and, uh, and kind of cute. <laughs> and, and was that, um, do they have a lot of selections of um, cold pressed juice or was that just one of uh, one off collaboration? Yeah. So the, I think it's one of their locations of a first Canadian place has partnered with uh, greenhouse juice. So they offer most of the offerings that greenhouse juice has. Um, and um, I think that that partnership may be expanding or I'm not sure. I don't think it's at all the locations. Uh, it doesn't seem that they do their own in-house fresh press juices like some of the other restaurants do. Um, so that, I think that is only at select locations. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. But Greenhouse is a, is a well-known, um, well-respected uh, yes. cold-pressed juice in the city. Yes, I agree. I, I like them as well. Um, they're organic. Uh, they come in beautiful glass bottles. Uh, it's it's a, a, a really great product. So. And now with with IQ, what are the the the, the price the the price range? What's that like? Yeah. So you can get. Uh, a good meal for, I would say, anywhere from 10 to $15. Uh, I tried one of the boxes, specifically the Purple Haze, which was very good. I, I, I really liked it. It had oven roasted chicken, goat cheese, roasted beets, uh, pickled onions, and they had this really good thing they called seed crunch on it. And it's it's made with seeds and it almost had like granola-like clusters. And um, it had spinach and, and a really nice balsamic vinaigrette. I thought it was really well balanced. It had a little bit of sweetness with the pear uh, and the crunch. And um, it was very satisfying, something I would absolutely get again and something I would recommend to try. Uh, I also tried, they have a, a snack category uh, with an avocado toast, and I love avocado toast. It's just one of my favorite things for breakfast or lunch. Um, so they offer that with mashed avocado, lime juice, chili flakes, cilantro. They use extra virgin olive oil. Um, and they also source their uh, bread from Blackbird, um, and it's all organic. Um, and that's, that's a very good dish as well. I really enjoyed that one. I also tried the spring leek soup, which was in the snack, snack category. And, um, it's made with pureed leeks and, um, it's garnished with feta and it has some crunchy green spring vegetables. Um, this soup was good and obviously very healthy. Uh, I don't know that I would order that one again because for my palate, it was a little bit it could have had a little bit more flavor, um, but it was it was very fresh, and I you know I could tell you know it, it was it was good for you. So I mean, it just depends on your palate as well. Um, so yeah, some some really some really good offerings. And do they um, are they open for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, or is it um, just your your middle of the day type um, eatery? Yeah. So I think the hours on the different locations vary. I think a lot of these items, 
you could absolutely do for breakfast. And, um, you know, you could grab one of these snacks or boxes and take it to go. They pack it up really nice. They use recycled materials. Uh, so I, I think, you know, avocado toast, you could absolutely eat that in the morning. Um, so I, I, I would say, yeah, it's, it's a breakfast, lunch, dinner offering. Okay. So, um, by, by your, um, your standards, uh, is, uh, IQ a restaurant you would go to again? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Especially during the week while I'm working, I would absolutely grab it to go, um, I, I would stop by in the morning. They do coffee and tea. They don't do a drip coffee. They do more espresso-based beverages. So if you like an Americano or a cappuccino, uh, you can you can grab that as well. Um, so I, I like that they have a range of offerings. And they also do uh, some uh, gluten-free, uh, vegan baked goods. And, you know, you could grab that in the morning as well or as, a, you know, a three o'clock snack. <laughs> Okay. Well, it's um, what I'd like to do. Um, I'm going to put some pressure on you now because uh, over the last two reviews, we've gotten things that we can have during mm-hmm. the day and uh, early evening. But I would like to know where in the city um, we can go for something late that's healthy, also. So our next mm-hmm. review, I'm it's promising the yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going like to promise the, the the audience <laughs> that uh, we're going to have uh, some place for dinner also that we can go and and um, have a healthy healthy meal as, uh, at the end of the day. So Monique, thank you for coming in, uh, again and, um, excellent to hear your review. Thank you. You're quite welcome. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back on the art of wellness on peachradio.com. You're listening to peach radio streaming from the peach gallery in Toronto. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Art of Wellness on PeachRadio.com. Today in studio, we have a very exciting guest. Um, I like to call this man my friend, but uh, he's not in here just because he is my friend. He's here because... I think he's inspirational. Maurice have um, his name is Maurice Fiorio, and he has accomplished so much in his life that I thought bringing him in and just letting uh, you get to know him and what he's accomplished is um, will be very meaningful. So, Maurice, welcome to the studio. Thank you, Tony. It's a pleasure. Oh, thank you for coming in, Maurice. Uh, as I said, I've known Maurice now for quite a while. And, um, you know, this man has, uh, he's inspired me in some ways. He's uh, helped me uh, achieve uh, uh, some some reasonable um, level of success just by talking to him and, and um, uh, talking about his story and what he, uh, what he has done. So, Maurice, how did you become one of the most famous uh, stylists in Canada? Well, it all started in France. Uh, my mom, who you met, uh, the, oh. you met my mom, and she basically used to cut my hair and my brothers and my fathers uh, for two prongs. She never liked uh, us to go to the barber because those days we used to get brush, brush cuts and it was not in style. The Beatles were coming on the scene, so all the young boys, the young kids wanted longer hair. The cool haircuts. The cool haircuts. <laughs> so my mom end up cutting a few of my friends' hair. They were begging me to ask my mom, please ask your mom to cut my hair, you know. And she did. And consequently, my friends 
were so happy and they could not believe uh, I could not believe how great they felt when I saw the impact of that that's how I got started at the age of 14 into the hair industry so But your mom was your inspiration she was my inspiration I was always artistically oriented uh, I was I used to draw and design and paint and I was very good at it but the aspect of creating on a real human being, a cool haircut, inspired me because it impacted them emotionally in a way that I never imagined before. So it started like that. And at the age of 14, we went and found an, uh, an apprentice position in a salon in a, in a close by town. And I started in France and I passed my exams in France. And at the age of 20, ended up coming to Canada through an aunt that lived in the United States and came and vi visit our family in France. And that's how I ended up in Canada. Well, the, the, the funny thing is, um, Maurice, he said he, um, he started out in France, but his, um, his background is both it Italian and French, you know, it's... It, uh, Actually, I, no, it's 100% it, Italian. I was born, both my parents were Italian. I was born in 49. My parents immigrated in 52 in France, in northern France. And, but I was raised in France, so you, so you can, can still feel my uh, French accent. People get confused, right? <laughs> yeah, and, and, and that's why, you know, to me, listening, I love listening to Maurice because, you know, that French accent, everybody is always wooed by this, uh, by this accent. You know, no matter where he is, it's always, you know, people gravitate towards you. And it's, um, it's the coolest thing. So I know, my girlfriend it, says that your accent is like a cleavage on a woman. Yeah. <laughs> That is absolutely the best. <laughs> now, Maurice, going back to now you've immigrated to Canada. Right. And um, how had, did you get started in this country? Well, um, interesting because I didn't have a job. I didn't know how to speak English. I'm still trying to speak English. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I had uh, the equivalent of $20 in my pocket, which I let her send back to my family. So I had nothing other than my scissors, which we were, those days you were allowed to travel with your tools in your plane. There was no, 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 this, no, no threats, at no that threats point. at yeah. that point. Uh, and through friends and family that, uh, you know, they took me on for, for six months were to get me started. Through word of mouth, they heard that there was a salon downtown called at the time Mr. Ivan's. It was a unisex salon guys and girls used to go to. It was the 70s. You, you know, it was platform so was shoes. It, was that new at the time? Like it a was unisex? New. Uh, it was new. Oh, because a, guys went to a barber and women went to a salon. But then guys didn't want to go to the barber. It was the long shag haircuts, the platform shoes, you know, the, yeah. the, 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 the very tight you yeah, know, the big style apels, was in. You know, big ties and all that. The, the, the style was in. So guys wore long hair, you know, long sideburns, long hair, and girls the same. Uh, so it was unisex. That's how I started. And that was on Young Street, Young and Wellesley, just south of Bloor. And I worked there for a um, couple of years until I 
got promoted to a second floor. I developed a large clientele, and I worked for Mr. Ivan for another four years. So after six years of working for Mr. Ivan, I finally opened my first salon at Young and Saint Clair. Oh, really? So you learned the business first, and you know there, you know you you, That's you got right. a lot of clientele. That's right. That's okay. right. I got started slowly, but uh, I want you to you know think about those days. I used to make sixty dollars a week. Uh, my room and board was about $25 a week. The bus was a dollar a day. I used to get a grilled sandwich for lunch, another dollar a day. I didn't, like, at the end of the week, it was not much left, and that was not a lot of money, yeah. right? Yeah. But, you know, uh, you know, dollar by dollar, I used to iron my bills and make sure that I save. And uh, it was an interesting start. It was determination. It was like, you know, Failure was nothing. I, you know, I came here with one-way ticket. There was no way I was going to go back. Although it was tough, because uh-huh. back in those days, in Canada, i never seen so much snow in my life. I came <laughs> Jan- January 29, 1970. So it was 60 to in the middle of the winter. And I was with my French little coat, you know, nice, you know, fashionable and patent leather shoes. And I was freezing. I could, <laughs> you know, I could not handle it. You know, and, and uh, anyway, that's how it all started. Now, from from there, Maurice, you opened at Young and Sinclair, right? You know, which is a, a, a great part of the city. But right. uh, at that time, it wasn't even built up that much. No, yet. Would, you didn't see those buildings. So it was just like Young and Bloor was just a two story. I, you know, you didn't have any tall buildings. So it was, uh, it, it, it was, uh, you know. It was it was great. I mean, I saw the developing blossom, the, the city blossom, you know, everywhere in the past forty years. Can you imagine? It's forty years, uh, April nineteenth. They are opening in at Young and Saint Clair. Wow, forty years. That's Amazing. Incredible. I'm only forty seven. <laughs> <laughs> And plus, you're apprentice for for a few years, so I'm trying to figure out your real age. <laughs> I'm going to be sixty seven, Tony. Sixty seven oh in July. That's unbelievable. You know, but Maurice, you know, life, I, I want to tell you something. Life, my analogy of life is like this. Life is like a roll of toilet paper. It gets really quick at the end and then you get wiped out. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, we're going to come back and talk about how to keep that toilet paper rolling slowly. Because exactly. we really need to, um, the, the whole wellness part. I have a, a, an interesting story to tell you about Maurice, how the two of us met. We'll be right back on The Art of Wellness. You're listening to Peach Radio, streaming from the Peach Gallery in Toronto. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Art of Wellness with our very special guest, Maurice Fiorio. Maurice, um, you and I met because of uh, a fitness and it's, uh, it was quite a while back. And um, I like to tell people this story because uh, it doesn't make me look good, but um, it does show how how much this, this uh, uh, I'm you know, when I see Maurice, I think of uh, a young man because he has all the energy in the world. You would not believe this guy. You know, he gave you your age at uh, 67. But um, Maurice has the the abundant uh, energy of a 25-year-old. Uh, I met Maurice quite a while back. And, um, you know, someone told me that uh, he wanted to work out. And literally for nine months, I called Maurice. Every time from the first phone call I made to him, he said, Tony, thank you for calling me, but I'm not ready yet. Then 
month later, I would call him again. Tony, I'm not ready yet, but keep me in mind. This went on for about nine months. And then finally, Maurice said, I'm ready. So I said, hey, let me book you in. That's right. We met, we were out uh, on, a, on a social event or yeah. we were somewhere with, yeah. with a few other friends, right? I said, okay, yeah. we are. We're on. So now, you know, it, it's um, Maurice is in my book for, I remember it was a 7 a.m. on a Friday morning. And I was at home that early morning, early Friday morning, and the phone rang. And the receptionist said, Tony, do you have an appointment? And I said, no, I don't. And she said, yeah, there's a guy here. His name is Maurice. His name is Maurice. She just said Maurice. I said, I don't train any Maurice. And she said, Maurice Fiorio. And I was like, oh, my God. So for nine months, I'm calling this guy, telling him he has to work out. And then I don't show for his, uh, his first day. So I said, tell him to wait. And a 20-minute drive took me about eight minutes, which I'm not proud to say, but I screwed up so bad. And Maurice was waiting for me. And that was our first meeting of training. So, you know, all these years later. I forgive you. <laughs> <laughs> all these years later, he, he, Maurice has been a, a, such a, um, a good student of wellness. And, and he has accomplished. I've seen this, this gentleman go from, you know, being, he was always, he always looked good, but developing muscle and, and getting strong. If you see him now, he's actually posing. So <laughs> <laughs> getting really strong and having a strong core. And then he started running and he started biking and, and um, doing hit training. But um, that's, you know, I just wanted to tell that little story because all these years later, You've maintained such a healthy lifestyle. Well, thank you, Tony. But you, you, you know, you you made an impact on me because I went through rough times, and through rough times, sometimes, you know, I was getting a little depressed. I, you know, went through a lot of personal issues as well as business issues, and it's tough. It's tough. But I think through your, you know, our friendship and 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 you finally getting me to your gym, uh, it saved me. It saved me in a way where I was able to handle things in a much better, easier way. It made me a stronger person. Never mind the health aspect of it. I'm much healthier. I'm still, I'm still running. I'm still cycling. I'm still doing all sorts of things. And it, it, it is so important for everyone to understand that longevity and uh, the, the fountain of youth is actually food and exercise. So great food and good exercise. And you know, we share, we, we lived, you know, in the same house, uh, which we, we used to cook, uh, and, cook and, pre- and, and prepare. And prepare. And, yeah. uh, so we, we, we had a great time. That was a great, great member of time. A great part of my life because you got busy, you, raised, you know, getting a family, getting married and having a, a family. And I got busy developing my business and, and, and bouncing back from a fair marriage. Uh, you know, well, I, I, I wanted, you're probably going to kill me for this, but, um, you know, Maurice and I, we, we have a long, uh, uh, friendship. Uh, and um, Maurice went through, you know, he just uh, touched on it, some some low points uh, that I was, um, you know, I was there to to help him out. But, you know, his his marriage had had broken up and um, he hit a low. But I th- at that point, instead of calling you once a month, I was calling you 
a, you know, on a weekly basis and say, Maurice, get back, start working out because that's going to make you feel better, feel better, you know, do all those things. And, and you were able to, after a little while, you know, yep. of that low. Mm -hmm. um, and I saw Maurice went from this vibrant uh, uh, guy to this thing consuming him. And, uh, and then the, the part of the story that I love you know, that that was the bad part. The part yes. of the story that I love is that Maurice went from losing almost everything to rebuilding his life and his business and becoming even more successful than he was before. So I look at you. That's where my inspiration comes yeah. from. As, you know, you're you're that person that, yeah. you know, you you were at the, the top. You went all the way down to the bottom. And then you made it back up again with, you know, you went from zero. You mentioned it earlier. That you came to Canada with zero, you know, twenty dollars in your pocket and built up. Well, then I saw him at the zero again, right. and today Maurice is uh, one of the most successful. And you know what? I'm going to apologize to you because I said one of the the most famous stylists in Canada. Maurice is regarded worldwide. You know, and that I know because I've seen you perform on stage and represent worldwide companies in with your art. You That's know, right. and, and what you do, my show is called The Art of Wellness. Well, yours is the art of styling. And um, right. you've done shows. How many countries it. have you Pretty have you much done? around the world. Uh, yeah. You know, but the last show, the big show that I did was in Rome. I launched a, a global collection for Revlon. Uh globally 60 countries uh -huh. uh, so that was uh, perhaps the pinnacle of my career i think you know uh, accomplishing that type of uh, uh exposure and representation through what i love to do is it's quite amazing so i'm quite proud of it now it's um the the impressive part of what you just said um okay, and now i can go back a few years and every time i called maurice he was in a different country you know he's in south america he's in asia he's in europe um and what I wanted to touch on to Maurice is not just, you know, your accomplish, accomplishments uh, uh, business-wise. Uh, you were able to climb Mount Kilimanjaro yes. a, a few years ago. Yes. And what was that like? And how did you um, get into the, the plans of climbing that great mountain? Well, it started with um, uh, a client, Louise um, it represents NABs. It's a, a, an advertising, uh, advertising agency that, uh, you know, they raise funds for people in a business, the people that are unable to survive. Anyway, it was a fundraising event. And uh, she asked me if I wanted to um, climb Kilimanjaro for her fundraising. What attracted to me, Kilimanjaro as a kid, it was in France, kids dream about it. It was a lot said about it people were starting to climb it back in the days and i thought wow that's quite an adventure i said you know i love to do that the same day that she asked me i say yes here's my check yeah. and i enrolled right away and uh you know uh we raised i forget i think hundred hundred fifty thousand dollars which is a great great amount of money but the challenge was to climb this mountain which is not always easy um there is you know altitude sickness uh, you have to be in reasonable shape uh but more importantly was you know one thing that i 
hated ever to do was, you know, my, my, my camping. The first time I camped with my two boys when they were small, it started raining. I packed up in the middle of the night and I went to the motel. <laughs> Imagine me spending 10 days on a mountain freezing oh at night. Yeah. Uh, uh, but but it, what is said, you know, give us a, an idea because Kilimanjaro starts in the desert. Yes. And then by the time you got to the top. You go through you the have, rainforest. Yes. So and there are glaciers at the top. Yes, glaciers at the top. So, you, you know, you go through five uh, ecosystems. So, you know, every day is a, so is a, is a new a new situation. So you pack up for the day because you may have to change clothes, add layers or take off layers because you can also get very hot. It gets hot as you climb during the day if the sun is out. But at night it's very, very, very cold. So nights are very, very tough. You can't sleep well. Uh, and plus yeah, the altitude. The altitude. So you have a difficulty breathing. You 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 have to go, because you take these pills, anti-sickness pills, yeah. those pills help you develop red cells to that carry More the oxygen. oxygen. Yes. So it makes you want to pee. You have to pee a lot. <laughs> so the problem, so you have to take off your clothes to sleep and, 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 and wrap yourself up in, you know, the comforter and things loosely to keep, to keep warm. You know, you have to get dressed again. You have the most difficult time to put your shoes on. You run out of breath. So you have to go slow. Oh, wow. You can, and because and then you panic because you, you, you don't have enough oxygen. So it is, it's, it's scary. Wow. It gets scary at times, right? So you have to be calm. And they say poly poly means slow and very slow. You can't make burst movements. Yeah. You got to go very slow. So climbing, you have to climb up. Like walking in the moon, like step by step, very slow. So to ascend, how many days did it take you to ascend? We ascended. We took the long route oh, okay. uh, simply because the longer, the the less failure you get, the body acclimatizes. Acclimatize. Yeah. So it's six days up and three days down. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So it's, it's but it's, you know. It's unbelievable. You cannot explain the beauty and how big it is, you know. At night, you, you go for your pee and you look at the moon and you look at the moon down. You see the horizon. You see the curve of the, 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 the earth, you know. Because at that point, you're on the top of Africa. Yeah, you're on top of Africa. And it's wow. uh, the stars. Uh -huh. oh, it's, you cannot describe the beauty. It's quite amazing. So, you know. Climbing is, is tough. We climb the Barongo Wall. It's 750 feet, particular ver vertical climbing. Uh, and it took five hours to climb 750 wow. feet. And uh, pretty scary. You don't look yeah. down yeah. and you don't look, look up. <laughs> you just really grab onto the rocks uh -huh. and step by slowly. It's it's uh, it's kind of an experience. It was a little scary at times, but overall, it, it, you know, it, it takes patience. You have to really, and it's also right mental. here, mental. Yeah. So we are the we are the sports uh, uh, expert that train people. Oh, so you had a psychologist. We had a psychologist, sports wow. psychologist that gave us a class about because it's all in the mind uh -huh. uh, to control, not to panic, to to control your body, you know, not to go on a mode because people can flip mentally. It's, yeah. it's, it then lose it. Well, once you 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 lack oxygen, you know, the mind starts playing tricks on you. Exactly. You know, and to, uh, so yeah, there, 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 there were a few people that had some problems. Uh -huh. uh, so they, you know, we had to, you know, 
rest and, and give them oxygen so they got back in, you know, carry their yeah. backpacks because they were weak. And, you know, that's because we didn't want to leave anyone behind. Yeah. It was yeah. it was 18 guys, uh, 18 people, nine, nine girls and nine guys climbing. Um, and uh, we did it. We all did it. You know. Well, it's it, um, you know. I think from your your life experience, uh, that one must count for for a lot. But yeah. Uh, but and then I set a, a Guinness Book uh, World Record because at that point I say, if I'm going to climb this mountain, I'm going to do what I did all my life at the highest point of Africa. I'm going to do a makeover. <laughs> So, so you actually, you're in the Guinness Book of, of World, World Records. Yes, I, I am. Uh, simply amazing. Uh-huh. You know, we, I did a haircut. So my, my goal at that point, like in the last day, the last climb, we climb at, we left at four o'clock in the morning. We climbed part of the night because it was eight hour climb to the oh, top, okay. making sure that my mother was following me. That's what she was going to make it. Yeah. And it was not only about... I didn't know what to expect when I got to to the summit. I didn't know if it was going to be cold, if it was going to be raining, you know, what the conditions would be. Luckily, it was a beautiful, bright day. The sun was out, was clear. Got there about 2 o'clock, and I did the haircut. I did the makeover in about 10 minutes. We (laughs) recorded it. We had Uh to submit it to the Guinness Book. So we had to have uh, witnesses. We had to have experts. Film the whole thing with Uh one loop video. Anyway, and I, I got the certificate. So I got the highest altitude haircut in the world. <laughs> and no one can beat that one. The, because <laughs> unless they do it on top of Everest or something Everest. like that. Like yeah. Everest is unlikely you yeah. can do a haircut there. Well, unlikely you're going to see it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Maybe oh, I should do it. <laughs> wow. Well, congratulations. Yes, thank because you, that thank is, you. Uh, you know, it was for a good cause. You good raised cause. a lot of money for people who And who challenging myself. Challenging Absolutely. me. You know, um, yeah. And, and and people, when you, in the first few camps, you, you sign up. Uh, at the time, I was 64, 65, I guess 65. And and, and some, some guy that was younger than me say, who's the old guy, 65 years old, that's climbing this mountain? I want to meet him. I want to meet him. <laughs> well, you know what it's um if there was anyone that i would put money on getting to the top of that mountain was you yeah. so it uh you know what a great feat yeah, thank you. and um on that note we'll be right back on the art of wellness with maurice fiorio this is peach radio We're back on The Art of Wellness with Maurice Fiorio. Uh, we touched on different aspects of his life and all his accomplishments, you know, from from go- coming to Canada with nothing and, um, you know, the lows and the highs and the, the accomplishment of um, uh, starting a business. Maurice uh, now have, he has nine salons uh, in, um, in, the, in, in, in the Toronto area. Uh, so he's, he's done everything. He's uh, traveled the world. Um, Maurice, what do you do to actually take care of yourself? It's quite simple. I, um, I like to cook, as you know. Maurice is a great cook. I cook for myself as much as I can. I enjoy dinner out, dining out, great experiences. But I mostly eat my own food. And I exercise pretty pretty much every day. I'm either on a bike or on a trail. Uh, I can't run as fast anymore because of a knee 
surgery that I had, but the bike works very well for me. I do some weights, I do some core exercises, some stretching, try to keep loose and fit, and uh, every day. So I'll, I'll, I'll spend an hour uh, about uh, every day dedicated to me. It's... It, um you know, we've been fed so many different things in, in over the last few years, last few decades about what it takes to, to get in shape and stay in shape. And Maurice just told you, you know, in, in the simplest terms, how he eats well and he does something every day. And I truly believe that is the key to it. You know, we, you know, it's not just physical. Part of it is mental, too. And then when you work out, it leads to a stronger uh, 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 mental um, status. But it, it's you don't have to be extreme. No, you really don't have to be extreme. You you just have to be physical. Do something physical every day. Absolutely. And you seem to to have gotten. Yeah, absolutely. Down I know that the days that I don't do it, it's OK if you miss one day, but. It's important to do it pretty much every day. You can give yourself a day of rest, but I know if I didn't do that every day, if I missed three or four days, I'm not the same. Yeah, yeah. you you gotta get the body going. You gotta get the you know you gotta the get blood the, flood, flowing. the flowing. Yeah. Yes, yeah, that's exactly it. You gotta get the engine ro- oh, running. Absolutely, you know, uh, absolutely. You've um. You know, I, I've I've been a witness to your you know your elevated chef status um, because you're such a great cook. But uh, Maurice is all about fresh ingredients. Mm-hmm. You know, always you know it's a, he still has that European mentality of you know we're not doing a lot of groceries. We're just going to do a little bit, and every day or every couple of days you go get something fresh and you cook it. Food yes. tastes a hell of a lot better. So much better. Yeah, so much better. It, it, a lot of it is, and about it's so easy. Really, it's not complicated. I no. don't know why more people do do not cook for themselves. It's so easy to buy a nice piece of fish, a piece of salmon, uh, get some nice vegetables, nice green salads of you know arugula, radicchio, uh, mixed greens, and give them nice rinse with warm water, and spin up and clean it, and then a nice easy balsamic vin, you know, vinaigrette, you know, like. Uh, Okay, this Maurice, is, you're making me hungry right now. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's it's making. Just, but it takes ten it, minutes yeah, to do that. Right? Yeah. It's not complicated. You Absolutely, know? it. Um, you know that that was part of the the joy. You know when um, you know Maurice and I we got together and there was always a a, a cooking uh, aspect uh, to to. Um, to, to getting together and enjoying an evening. Uh, I, I'm not a huge wine drinker, but uh, Aya, Maurice, Aya. <laughs> <laughs> Maurice loves his wine. Um, about a, a year and a half, two years ago, Maurice invited me down to his uh, his um, place in, in Miami. And that huge part of that experience was cooking, you know, cooked in the morning, cooked in the evening. We had a great time just um, going out and, yeah. and, and buying food and, and cooking. So it's such an integral part of you your, you know, your well-being. Yeah. And it's part of living. I think that, you know, um, I want to do th- more of that now, spend more time doing that. And as you get to a certain stage of your life, is the most important thing that you have is time because you're getting less, you know, it's like the, the analogy of the, the toilet, toilet paper. paper. <laughs> so, so you want to maximize the good things. And to me, cooking is a, it's a, it's, it's, it's a something almost 
spiritual. It's, it's an event that I cherish every day. And I like to share that with people and my loved ones. And my family loves to come and visit because they love my pasta sauce and they love my, my, the way I cook. And, 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 you know, and to me, it gives me a great pleasure. It, it, it's it's a it's a, almost a ritual getting together and and they leave anybody with a sense of well-being they're fed and happy and it's a great time oh that's incredible i had a a, a restaurateur from from uh, new york in the uh just recently on the show and um at the beginning he said to to me like i don't know anything about fitness and I, his name is jason solway and um, i said jason food makes people feel good you know, he, 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 you know, that was part of the, the whole idea of, you know, that well-being is such a huge umbrella. F well, food, food, you know, it's life. That's exactly. You know, and, exactly um, it. you know, it, it's, it's such, you know, but, you know, back to the, the fitness part with you participating in, in so many different things, being able to climb Kilimanjaro, being able to, you know, go out on your bike. Um, you know, I remember, you know, as part of my, my, you know, gratitude going down to, to see you in Florida. We trained a couple of times and uh, I remember people asking me, you know, can you train me? And I said, no, 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 I can't. I, I don't work here. I can't train people here. Um, but it was just fun because you are every day you want to do something. And, and to me, you know, that, you know, the, I, I keep saying the word inspirational, but, you know, through your, your work ethic, through your, you know, your, your, your physical, uh, the love of physical activity, you know, we share a lot in common. So, um, thank you, Tony. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, Maurice, thank you for coming in to, thank you. It was uh, a pleasure. Oh my God. Here, Let's do it again. Uh, yeah, oh, <laughs> you know, that was, I was about to invite you back. <laughs> you know, part of the, the, the show is just. Um, you know what I'm trying to create for the audience is, is actually an experience and um, the experience that's organic that's natural that's something that I've always had with you right. and um, I thank you for that so, thank you, Tony. you know, thank you for being one of my inspirations thank you ladies and gentlemen thank you for tuning in to another episode of the art of wellness on peachradio.com <laughs>